0: And you're very welcome to yet another edition of the Women's Rugby Pod. I'm Johnny Hammond alongside Rachel Burford. How are you, Burf?
1: I'm not doing too bad, thanks, Johnny. How about yourself? How's homeschooling?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Are you learning anything new?
0: Um, how to manage my frustration. Oh, sorry, that's not what you meant. Um, no, but it, there's just different ways of doing stuff. I was never never a great mathematician, but my goodness gracious me, the way they do things now is particularly complicated. But, um, yeah, look, it, it is what it is. My heart goes out to all those people out there do, doing their homeschooling, trying to juggle everything. It is, it's, yeah, first lockdown, quite, quite enthusiastic about it. This one, it's, yeah, it's crap. Yeah, it really is motivation. All the rest of it. It's uh, it's it, it's it's not easy.
1: The pod keeps you going.
0: All right. Yeah, um, <laughs> the pod does keep me going. Do you know what? Yeah, you're not wrong. How was uh, how was your lockdown squad? We didn't join because I'm doing doing one myself with uh, with my little team. So um, happens to to clash. But how, how, how was your lockdown squad? Yeah, it was good. We had
1: Leanne um, leading on it, so she did some strength and conditioning. Um, it's just you know. You probably experienced it yourself. It's just so good to see people moving, whole households getting involved, and there was lots of competition between dads and daughters, and whole families trying to go in sync together. And um, so, yeah, it's really good fun, and hopefully, everybody enjoyed it that joined. We had um, nearly eighty people on this week, so hopefully, we'll get a few more this weekend. And um, with Jess Breach, who's going to take them for a speed session.
0: Ooh. and she would know. Yeah, she would know. Yes, it. Um... Over Christmas, I know we didn't particularly talk about it, but uh, a lot of you Harlequins guys and a few of the uh, Leinster players reminiscing about uh, a year ago with that uh, that European game, Leinster against Harlequins. And uh, yes, Jess had a reasonable evening that night. Um, yeah, very fond memories. On today's show, we just thought, well, look, we, we've got massive, massive news about next week's show. Huge news about next week's show. Really, really, really exciting stuff. But we're just going to dangle a carrot and we're going to give you the details at the end of this it's not going to be a long one today. Just Burf and I, just shooting the breeze, chewing the fat on a few of the uh, the issues around the game this week, and then next week we're coming at you with a really, really big bang. So, yes, stay tuned to hear all about that next week. So, where should we uh, where should we start, Berth? Obviously, uh, it was announced post last week, or certainly our, our our pod recording, that the uh, the Six Nations be suspended. Uh, or postponed, should I say. We don't know when that is likely to, to slot in the calendar. April, May, we're understanding at the moment. I've heard nothing else. Off the back of that, which I think you guys uh players you, but there's your integrity berth. That, that information wasn't passed on, and rightly so. The, the Prem 15 suspended for a couple of weeks as well. This is causing multiple headaches you know we, we spoke to Ali Donnelly from Skunk last week about it but I know Premier 15s we spoke to Nicky when at the beginning of the of the season eight weekends three weekends were put in to to get these these games away you know very sensibly with a with a pandemic but it's all just backing up now isn't it with the World Cup qualifiers involved with those Six Nations games it's it's really really uncertain times how are you as a as a player in amongst all of it?
1: Well, I think it's become a bit of the norm, hasn't it? With this all uncertainty, not sure what's happening next. And I think how you have to be as a player is just imagining like it's full steam ahead. So this weekend, next weekend, you kind of just think, right, we're prepared like we're going to play. And if we don't, we don't. And I think that's kind of the mentality that we've got to have. I think, you know, in certain things, like if you look outside Premier 15, I think it's the right thing to do with what was going on in, in the country at the time you know, the men's competition also was postponed. So how could, how, I, I you know, I think everybody saw it coming really because how could we expect to continue um, when everybody else was kind of stopping? Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, we've bought into that. We, we're now, we've got even stricter or, should I say, enhanced protocols um, at training and things. And we're kind of back to, to square one where we're in small groups, Um maintaining distance um, and then we've just got to see where this week takes us and hopefully, you know, the, the announcements that at the end of next week it will return um, and we'll aim for that and we'll adapt as accordingly.
0: Yeah, I'm not particularly one for, for following authority just for, for, the, for the sake of it but I have to say my heart goes out to... I was talking to... Uh, Big wig at the uh, the RFU yesterday. and i was just just saying to him, I just, how can you plan? Because you just you don't know. And it, yeah, we've got that in our in our day to day lives, haven't we? And whether that's to do with kids, dogs, that homeschooling, work, what it, you know, that fluid nature to life. But if you're trying to organise leagues or major competitions alongside broadcasters, sponsors, that it just must be an absolute nightmare. And yeah, full credit to to those organising the game at the moment, because they may not always get it right, but, jeez, it is a tough, tough situation at the moment.
1: It literally changes every day. Yeah. So we could have an update today that, you know, come this evening is completely changed. And, um, you know, that happened to us last week. We were due to go in on Monday and, you know, Monday lunchtime, it was, um, things have changed, so we didn't go in. And, um, yeah, it is really challenging for them, because I think, you know, they're trying to do the best, they're trying to do the right thing trying to get these leads and these games because they're important and, and but their hands are tied and they can only go as, as fast. And, and the way that this virus is moving is, is what they're dictated by. And that's still so unpredictable.
0: Yeah. But I think, I think you're absolutely right in terms of uh, the social obligation of, uh, of rugby. And there's a strong argument, of course, that rugby uh, and live sport is a huge filler for people they can watch on the television, listen on the radio, all the rest of it, and uh, yeah, that gives them a, a focus and a, a real enjoyment in what is a, a fairly groundhogish type situation. But there's a moral obligation here. You know, everybody's in lockdown. Thousands of people are dying very, very sadly on a daily basis. You know, just just pause. Lucky situation. Just pause and uh, and do that. Where where where's the Six Nations going to fit fit them birth? alongside? Because what eighth eighth of May isn't it the do you, i think it's uh, certainly early may for the for the alliance premier 15's final it, yeah at the moment that's all going to change so so where's that for six nations going to going to fit in
1: well it's a good question and another thing that we don't know i think what was good about the press release from six nations was that they are going to release dates next week um so that kind of gives everybody chance to to sit back and wait for those instead of having speculation and oh we don't know and then we're three weeks out and we still don't know I think it was good that they'd given us a date and a timeline of when they're going to release those. But, you know, I would suspect you're probably looking at April, May time or late April and then into May um, because obviously we've got the league to get through. There's qualifiers to still get through. um, And so that would be my guess. I think that's when it's probably due, due around that time. Because I think if you go any later, if you go in June, July, that's into world cup prep and that's into time off for players um so i suspect it will be that april may kind of window
0: nice yeah again yeah we 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 wait and see And again it's difficult to to know you know the french government has locked down all sports teams so it, it does question the, the Six Nations, and they 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 put the, their squad out on the on the men's side, kind of later that day. Um, but again, it, it, it could all it's all shifting sand, isn't it? It could all change uh, again. But uh, look, we we wait and see, and we all have to just be a little bit more uh, malleable at this time. But yes, Six Nations, we will obviously bring you the news as soon as. And I know I've been going on about it for a while, like I did with Sabil. We got him on, and we are going to get the the tournament director for the women's Six Nations on. If I have to drive to his house, kicking and screaming, uh, and shoving a microphone in his house, no, it's not like that. He's clearly a pretty busy chap. So, um, look, we we will bring you that news hopefully uh, with Ivan when uh, when that comes out. Go back to to the league birth uh, article out in uh, what was it the, the Sunday Times about testing in the the Premier 15s. Number one, I suspect that's an RFU cost if it, if it does happen. I can't can't think that the clubs would be expected to do that. It's a fairly obvious answer, I'm guessing, but I guess you would welcome that with, with open arms.
1: Yeah, I think, like you, there's been two or three articles out um, saying that there's potential for bringing in testing. But I think players have felt safe in the environment, that's been created in clubs but of course you would welcome something like this it enhances the chance of you know mitigating those risks so why would you not welcome it in terms of cost i mean i don't know but i can't imagine that clubs are going to be in a position to be able to to fork out the bill for this or whether it's in partnership or whether it's part of that funding that um has already been um part of the 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 league where RFQ are, are putting money into the club and the club are matching that maybe it's, um, we'll be in that pot. And then that means the thing is if, if money's going into this, people just need to be aware that that money doesn't just come from nowhere. It will be taken from somewhere else. So, and that's not to say that's a reason not to do it because everybody's safety is first and foremost. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know where that that cost is, is coming from. I, I would have thought if this is happening, and it's then confirmed. I'm sure we'll see that in the news about where that is being, co- who is covering that cost.
0: Yeah, that that will be interesting. Obviously, in terms of equality and what have you, you you, you like to think that uh, that is that is just around the corner. But it, I just wanted to to know from a, from a player's point of view, and and you've you've maintained this and and, and said it uh, on the record and, and off the record, as it were. You, you felt very safe in that, that environment. Perhaps if you 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 have to portray that as, as one of the leaders, the, the captain of the team, and as we know, everything spreads down from the, from the leader. But I genuinely think you, you, you have felt safe in, the, in this situation. But with a new strand, a new lockdown, which, um, you yeah, know, there's lots of reports as to, again, when that might finish, when we're not. You yeah, know, we are kind of worst levels of various bits and pieces since uh, yeah since this all started H- has it changed uh, your your attitude at, uh, at all your, your your levels of nervousness
1: i think i think what it did was it when it came in force it made you actually sit back and actually look at the situation i think when you're you're going week in week out i did i genuinely honestly felt really safe in harlequin's environment um but you're also in your own bubble in your head. You're not in an actual bubble because people go home they go to their families, their families may be at work or, you know, all sorts of different things can be going on. But I think, you know, when you're in that environment and certainly I can speak on behalf of myself, you know, I went into training thinking I'm safe. I'm in this bubble when actually it's not a secure bubble. Um, Does that make sense? It's like it's It's not. I think yes. And then when you step back and you go, oh, actually, you know, when when we did have one case and other clubs have had cases, I mean, we've been very fortunate. We haven't had a lot, and we were probably one of the last teams to actually get um, Mm. have to postpone a game because of COVID. So maybe that was also part of it. Um, But I think the worrying thing is is, and this is probably something that we weren't really thinking about is. We were focusing everything around symptoms and and how do I feel? I feel fine. I feel great. But that doesn't mean that you're not carrying it. And I think, you know, that's where probably it was a bit like, well, actually, if I'm in on a Monday, Tuesday, and then come the weekend, I've had no symptoms, but I'm actually carrying then the risks that you're then going to be putting on so many other people without knowing. And because of that new strand, is saying that most players are asymptomatic, not players people sorry and it's this kind of age bracket of people who are playing then it does obviously not not raise anxiety but I think it just brings a bit more reality to the situation that we are in because we've we've been so fortunate and I think the other side of this is now it was taken away I think people have realized wow we've been in such an incredible position where we've been able to go and train, we've been able to be around our friends, we've been able to, you know, ha- have social interaction and play the game on a weekend. Like, how have we been doing that? You know, it's it's made you realise how fortunate we have been. Um, and, you know, we're all desperate to get back as the whole nation is. Um, so I think, you know it's It's not raised any more anxiety levels or worries. I think you you just got a bit more reality around
0: it I'm Sude and you're listening to the women's rugby pod We don't often get the the chance because we're so busy with news and guests and what have you um just to just to stop and, and take stock Harlequin's. Leading the way last few years in the league, get to the final hurdle, and as we know, Saracen's double champions. Top of the league again, running in tries for fun. Where where are Harlequins? Do you feel in relation to the last two seasons? Could have we were kind of at the midpoint, aren't we, really, this season? Yeah, I
1: think I think we're in a re- we were in a really good place. We had really good momentum. We were building um, you know, on the pitch, in training, we were developing, we were learning things more, and things were sticking. Um, so it's a shame that the break came when it did because it, it did really feel like that we had some really good uh, momentum behind us. But I think I think we are in a really good place. I don't think that we are anywhere near where we think we can reach, which is exciting. Um, you know, week in week out, when we review our games, we miss so many opportunities, and we. So that's quite exciting the fact that we have that growth to still go. Um, the program as a whole it, it's brilliant. I mean we, we have nearly 20 players in during the day training because that we have we do have um, a number of England internationals who are full-time but we also have a lot of girls who are flexible with their work that allows them to come in. so we are in a good place. Um, and I think you know we're we're starting to believe again. And, you know, being at the top, one of our, you know, some of our goals that we've had throughout the season, we've been hitting um, and that gives you confidence and and hopefully, you know, moving forward, potentially, whether we play on the 31st first, first or our first game back will be Saracens. We're, we're all really excited for that challenge because we know that that's the one that we've been playing for and working towards all season.
0: Just a couple of things there. You know what I'm like with language and, and psychology and whatever. You said you're believing again. So that that would intimate that there was a period when you weren't believing. Is that true? And and that's off the back of, I'm guessing, um, not winning the league the last couple of seasons. Would that be right?
1: I think I think just kind of that whole psychological thing, like you said, like it's always been us and Saris, Um and actually over the last few years, it probably has only been us and Sarries in it. But this season, you know, playing against the likes of Loughborough Wasps um Exeter but a really tough size to beat and I think the fact that we aren't just aiming to to beat Saris we, we've got to perform week in week out against these other oppositions and and we get things wrong but we get a hell of a lot right and I think it's just kind of another stepping stone and it gives you that belief it gives you that little lift and um, moving forward because we know how good Saracens are but we know how good we can be as well um and I think it's just, you know, we do have a young squad and it's about reminding them, you know, that we are good enough. <laughs> Bar me. All right, Johnny. Um, <laughs> we do have a very young squad. Um, but, yeah, it's just about kind of, you know, chipping away at, at that belief that we are a strong squad and we are a good team and we can beat squads and we can beat um, Saracens. It's just reminding us week in, week out that we, we have the ability to do that.
0: Oh Yeah, hugely excited. And I thought... Prospect of uh, your last year's semi-finals was uh, were great games. This year is going to be even better. It's just going to widen that out. And I know you just touched on it just just briefly there, but yeah, you know, for for my humble opinion, my my tuppence worth, that the league has just gone up a, a, another step again. If we if we're going up every year, which I think yeah, the, the, the standard across the board, it, it's taken a, a major step uh, this year. Uh, yeah, I believe in it, even with two brand new teams.
1: Yeah. And playing it, you feel it, and yeah. it's I think you know the last three years investment is now you're starting to see it um the athleticism of players, the pace the the physicality you know every team has that, and it's ta- it takes a lot longer to break teams down now, and you get you're getting less and less opportunities to score or to get into good zones to give yourself an opportunity. Um, And yeah, and with the two new teams in, you know, Sale Sharks and Exeter, they haven't come in and sitting behind. They've come in and they're they're at the level. Um, You know, they're going to take time to consistently be at that level and push um, teams more. But I think Exeter have been blowing teams away at how they play. Um, But yeah, it is exciting. And genuinely, those semifinals, they're going to be so tight. They're going to be really I mean we've already seen you know Loughborough almost beat saracens like if we were to look at it being harlequins saracens wasps and um loughborough yeah you know, loughborough already nearly beat saracens this season wasps came back close against us um
0: and saris
1: and saris so it's like wait a minute in a semi-final, things are different. Pressures are different. Stakes are higher. Anything could happen. So I think just like that's mouthwatering to think about what those semi-finals could potentially be like. Um, and that's only including those four. That's not looking at the likes of Exeter, who are certainly going to want to claw and, and be in that top four. I have no doubt about that. It'll be Susie's ambition to, to get into those semi-finals and those playoffs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we So we are so we're massively looking forward to... Rugby returning at the culmination of the uh, the Premier Fifteens, but there's other good news, isn't there? Birth across Europe. Yeah, rugby's back in
1: Spain, Johnny. The league's back up and running, but games were postponed. But it wasn't because of COVID. It was because of the weather.
0: Ah, would you believe it? Was it too hot in Spain? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, good. Good to see. Uh, to, to, to see rugby. Back up in Spain. More news from Europe. France's Elite One League is returning to the field after three months out. Huge backlog of postponed games in there. So, yeah, looks like they're going to try and get through, way through all of those before leaning up the full programme. Those games start from the 21st of February. We missed this one over Christmas. The Rugby Federation of Uzbekistan have signed a cooperation agreement with the University of of Uzbekistan so women's rugby is truly getting absolutely everywhere and I don't know where that is and as a homeschooling teacher I am going to go shut off the back of this podcast recording and go and look up where Uzbekistan is you got any idea where it is? Um,
1: um,
0: you stick to French birth don't you worry you stick to your French no
1: I'm looking it up now I mean, I could even
0: say it, so let alone know where it's going to be. Right. Where is it located? It's, it's over that way. Asia. It's what? Asia. It's in Asia. Yeah, sort of Mongolia kind of area. No. I mean, don't what so. you
1: know now.
0: Yeah, it's over that way, isn't it? It's over there. <laughs> over to the right on the map.
1: It's just above Kazakhstan.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. And just
1: above Afghanistan. There you go.
0: Yeah, that's what I said. Exactly what I said. <laughs> and speaking of uh, of your number six Saracens,
1: yeah, they've announced um, an exciting new sponsorship deal with Stone X for four years um, across men and women. So it's impressive. Um, but now the stadium is called Stone X.
0: Yeah, Stone X Stadium. Good. Uh, that again, like like 2 with England, that the, the sponsors <laughs> certainly not what I've been experiencing in my my hunt. But sponsoring men and women. That's the way it should be. If you want to sponsor the men, you've got to sponsor the women as well. It's rocket science, it is not. Um, So well done, Saris, for that.
1: I'm Sarah Hunter, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Podcast.
0: Just responding to a few of the listeners' messages, questions, bits and pieces going on, on on social media. Ben. Greater Ox. Ben Greater on, X. Greater X. That's a brilliant name for a energy drink. Ben on Twitter. Brought up the issue, Berth, where the current England women's squad was schooled. Obviously, quite a few column inches uh, around the men's side. Ben Urbano, Maratoje brought out brought out their own film, haven't they? Um, the roots to, of, of their rugby journey. Is it... Is it ever spoken about thought about in the in the women's game? No, because I think
1: I think most players don't find their rugby at school um and I think the majority of the players go to state school not private school because often when if you're at private school the sports for women traditional sports for girls, should I say, are hockey and netball or lacrosse. Most private schools do not offer rugby as an option, so...
0: Rolo's got an opinion.
1: <laughs> Marcus says there should be more rugby in school <laughs> for girls.
0: Ditch the lax, get some ruggers in.
1: <laughs> if you, if we were to do a research on it, I would say maybe one or two players probably attended a private school Um and probably they were players where rugby's ingrained in their family potentially, and that's why they got into it.
0: But I think you're absolutely right that women just and girls come into rugby from a completely different angle. So it's just it's just not an issue. It's club. It's it's through family, as you say, through you know, various academies around the place. But it, it 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 that's not generally the route. And I know it's becoming less and less so the the route for. For, for men's rugby uh and boys rugby that you know it, well, if, you, if you've been to wellington or you've been to Stony bridge or uh, yeah millfield those kind of places that, that that you're more likely to to get picked up but it's yeah you know, women's rugby is is very very different in its in its avenue to the top level so hopefully ben that's kind of touched on your on your sort of sort of question unless you want to pay us to do the research i'm very happy to do that i've got a got a bit of time this lockdown so if you want to uh, do a research grant for us we're more than happy to do that uh the other thing knocking around on social media birth is the uh hashtag #ICare campaign uh steph evans lady who runs Rugget, uh Worcester warriors players isn't she uh down there with uh with yappy your feelings on it i mean yeah go on yeah i mean i spoke about it first time round
1: when the announcement went, when England women were announced, winners of the Six Nations, the amount of um, comments that were put on there, don't care, not interested, oh, don't waste space putting this out there, all of those types of comments. I just, I spoke about it back then and that was last year and it's just such a shame within like two or three months, it's, it's happening again and I'm just getting bored of it now. I'm really bored at, you know, having to fight or you know bring up these these trolls or these people that had these comments it's like there's so many things that I don't like but I don't stop to take the time to offend someone or to share my opinion of my dislike I just move on and I just don't understand why some people feel the, the need not to do that. Like why? I just don't understand it. To be honest, on I just think it's really pathetic, and it's just such a shame. And the problem is, is that it does draw attention to it, and it's negative attention. But I'm also that sort of person that wants to stand up and fight for the rights and and say a piece. And um, but yeah, I'm just getting a bit bored of it all. I mean, Sky Sports took the post down. And um, there's mixed opinions about that, whether that was the right thing, the wrong thing, whether we should address those comments or respond to those comments. It, it, you know, it's one of those things that you, you can't really win either way. Um, but, yeah, I just I'm disappointed at it. And, you know, it's just a shame. It's a shame that you have people like that.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm look 100 percent with you. I, I don't think you and I need to to quantify how much. We care. We, we run a, a podcast completely independently out of our own time and our own money um, for the, the sole purpose of trying to, to grow the, the, the women's game. Um, so that in itself is, is kind of my point, is my uh, my rugby club or my old rugby club's motto, Weybridge Vandals down there in, in, in Surrey, fact and non-verba, deeds not words. I, I don't need to go to social media and, and say that I care because my action's speak louder than my words and I just wonder all all those people and I, I, again it may be a really controversial and may not be a popular opinion but I spent all that time on social media and, and putting nice pretty pictures and whatever saying I, I care and what have you and I, I, I totally get the point of standing up to it but the trolls are doing it to get that response um, you, know, you you've you've you're fueling the fire and these people, as you say, very, very small-minded, Just they just need to, in my opinion, just need to, to be ignored. You continue to reply, that's exactly what they want. Put that time and effort energy that you've done into your putting social media, whatever I, I care, to doing something about it. Go on and run a lockdown squad. Help out at a women's rugby club. Go and cook some burgers. Go and actually sp- spend that time actually putting your, your 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 words into action and go and support the women's game, however that may be, commercially whatever it is, so that's why yeah, I I, I never get embroiled in, in social media stuff. There's, there's you, you you're never going to win against these these faceless people who, in my opinion, just don't deserve the time.
1: Yeah, I feel I think that's a nice nice way of putting it, Johnny. Like almost like a call to action, like put your eye care where your mouth is type thing. But I, you know, a lot of those people will be doing of stuff. Course, of course, of course, I think what's also great about it is the one thing you do recognise is how many people do pull together and actually how many people you see that do love the game, part of the game. And, and yeah, it's difficult because you want to have that voice, you want to say something, but at the same time, you don't want to fuel that troll. Um, But, yeah, I think, you know, things like that, I think I Care ended up um, hashtagging and trending. So it's now how – what do we do on the back of that? We've got all these people that really care –
0: now what can we do about it? What can we
1: do with that? What
0: do we do then? Let's ask the public. Yeah, good. What should we do? What do do we need to do? Let's, uh, let's get behind things to support women's rugby. And we're, yeah, we're talking about the world's only women's rugby podcast. Um, so yeah, you can certainly, certainly rate, subscribe and share us, but no, that's a selfless plug. But, um, yeah, to have a to think about what, what you can do. Perhaps let's move this on then. Uh, and I don't want to tread on Steph Evans' toes or whatever. Um, but let's do a hashtag, I care, I'm going to do da about it. You know, I think you, you, you tweeted from our Twitter account, didn't you? We care because we talk about it every week. Th- there's our, our, our bit done. I know no, we both do do a lot more than that. But you know, what are you going to do to say you care? What's your factor on verba?
1: I'm Jill Burns, and you're listening to the
0: wonderful Women's Rugby Pod. I also just wanted to give a little shout out to um, John Max Maxwell uh, from the Women's Club Rugby website. Max, after lots of deliberation and lots of me trying to persuade him to to not, but he runs the the, the website which has been covering the the Premier Fifteens, but all the leagues below, and was doing some 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 great work in terms of appearances and that kind of stuff has decided to 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 shut that down uh which is a real real shame just felt he was he was uh flogging a dead horse really and that uh, people weren't weren't buying in and uh it's again one of those people doing stuff off his his own back and his own time and his his own money so yes uh thank you very much max to to everything that 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 you've done for the women's game over the last seven eight years um yeah i think he hes still got hold of the website i think his twitter account's gone Gone elsewhere, and also the women's rugby show has ceased. The uh, YouTube channel, Adam zolte again, Adam does some great work over the last few seasons. A huge amount of his his own time, um, and effort, and energy putting that 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 show together. And again, just trying to get the women's game out there and promote that. So yes, from everyone in, in women's rugby, Adam zolte and, and the rest of your team, huge thanks for for doing your bit, for showing that you care with your actions over the last few years. uh, Very, very good luck with what you've got coming up. I shall say no more. So then, Bert, sorry, different pod this week, just me and thee. I mean, we've we've had rants, we've gone on high horses, but it's been good just you and I to, to have a chat about a few bits and pieces. Hopefully we've spread a little joy uh, and some practicalities and some some opinions that people can, uh, can identify with Look, not everybody's going to share the, the same opinions get in touch with us we we launched some time ago community corner where people could have a you know, a place to, to to share their opinion and come on the pod and, and talk about matters that that they like get in touch with us please do you know our socials by now but yes, a slightly quieter week as we said this week because next week is you We are coming at you next week. No regular pod. But we're going to come at you live next week. Live from a Zoom station near you. The Women's Rugby Pod starring Rachel Burford and Johnny Hammond. I'll, I'll cut that bit out. shall so like I like that. I like
1: that. It's a
0: good intro. Yeah. <coughs> Available for voiceover work. No, we're going to come at you live. And it was obviously due to be the uh, the dawn of the women's Six Nations. So we thought we would get some superstars from the home nations on. Got a couple confirmed already. And they would be?
1: Sarah
0: Hunter. Woo! MBE, please. MBE, <laughs> MBE.
1: Sir Hunter MBE, England captain, hundred cap hero. I mean, I can go on. Do you want? No. Scotland, Rona Lloyd's going to join us. The flyer wing from Loughborough Lightning.
0: Rona Lloyd.
1: Whoop, whoop. And two other guests yet to be announced.
0: One from Ireland, one from Wales. And if we, yeah, we won't, uh, we won't name the people we've gone in contact with, but hopefully both brilliant, brilliant players, uh, great characters as well. So, yes, an Irish representative and a Welsh representative as well. Coming at you live on Zoom next Wednesday. That's Wednesday the 27th of January 2021. Half past seven. And we've got a partnership on board is all coming at you in association with alliance so a big big up to alliance for supporting this this live event thank you very much to to Charlie jellings uh, and alliance uh, for putting that together they're also going to give us a giveaway as well it's big it's a goodie it's a little bit England centric but We'll, we'll, we'll allow that as, as a majority of our listeners come from, from England. But there's a big, big giveaway on that as well. So, yeah, we're going to come at you live next Wednesday. for home unions, players, superstars on, as we say, Rona Lloyd, Sarah Hunter, Welsh star and an Irish star as well. Half past seven. And you can get your ticket, which is free. Well, not only are we coming at you with four superstars, Rachel Berth, a World Cup winner, and, and yeah, some annoying bloke who keeps talking all the time. But we're coming at you free. We're just going to deliver this to you for free because those are the kind of people we are because we care. Oh, and where can you get your tickets? That's right. You might want to know where you want to get your tickets. Eventbrite.
1: Information.
0: Oh, yes, information where you can actually do it. That's it. Thanks, Berth. Yeah. Uh, Eventbrite. Search the Women's Rugby Pod on Eventbrite or it's Eventbrite forward slash Women's Rugby Pod live and you will find us on there. You just need to book on there to get the Zoom link uh, and the password. So yes, go on Eventbrite to get your Zoom link and the password. So just a final reminder, next Wednesday, 27th of January, half past seven, you can get your free tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Women's Rugby Pod live. And the Allianz Women's Rugby Pod live over Zoom will be coming at you with Sarah Hunter, Rona Lloyd alongside Rachel Burford and myself and an Irish and Welsh guest as well. It's only limited tickets, so get involved, get involved quickly. Look forward to seeing you all there. In the meantime, as we've said, why don't you get in touch? Why don't you bung us a question? Why don't you come up to us on a dm with a, an issue you'd like to discuss on the bottom we'll get you on no problem at all where can they do all of that birth
1: right you can find us on all of our social platforms so instagram twitter at pod women's rugby dm us and um, slide into the old dms and um, but yeah we look forward to hearing from you
0: until next time